Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. It's Menas here, and I've got a Major League Cricket report. Yes, this is not an Ashes Daily Wrap, but I've managed to speak to one of the players who's part of the Washington Freedom Squad in the first ever Major League Cricket Tournament. So I'll be speaking to Ben Dwarshus in a moment. I caught up with him. He's in North Carolina, preparing for some games there at Morrisville Stadium. Uh, But before that, I thought it'd be a good idea to tell you a little little bit about what Major League Cricket is all about. It's obviously a really exciting time for American cricket that this is the first ever serious attempt at a T20 competition in the States. And there's, um, I think, 5 million expat Indians living in the States, as well as, you know, many other expats from cricket nations all around the world. So there's a real opportunity to get some kind of T20 league going there. And this is the first attempt. So there's six teams taking part. Four of those teams are owned by IPL franchises. Um, and then uh, the other owners, I think one of the owner, owning groups is part of um, Willow TV. So there's a lot of foreign investment into this league. Obviously, um, you know, Indian um, IPL owners are keen to conquer the states, are keen to turn America into a cricket-mad nation. And who knows what success they'll have, you know, breaching the sort of um, the the expat community and actually taking it broader into the community. But I did see that CBS sports in the States actually picked up some games to put on their um, cable sports channels. So they'll actually be broadcasting some of the um, major league cricket to their huge subscriber base in the States. So that's a massive um, endorsement for major league cricket. And, and as we've seen in Australia that, um, you know, especially Indian cricket supporters, but cricket supporters generally, they they love watching um, cricket. So if it's on the telly, they'll watch it. And, and that's why I think um, you know CBS have clearly seen this Major League Cricket and put it on. So great stuff. Let, let's go through the teams. Um, there's, well, let's go through the teams. There's the Los Angeles Knight Riders. There's the Mumbai Indians, New York, or MI New York. There's the San Francisco Unicorns. That's the captain by Aaron Finch. There's the Seattle Orcas. There's the Texas Super Kings. And there's the Washington Freedom. Uh, who The captains, well, big names. So Texas is captained by Faf Duplessis. Los Angeles by Sunil Narayan. Seattle by Wayne Parnell. New York by Kyron Pollard. 
San Francisco by Aaron Finch, as I said, and the Washington Freedom by Moses Enriquez. There's 19 games in this tournament. It started on July 13th and finishes on July 30th, so a nice tight tournament, very quick. And um, they're playing in two stadiums. So they're playing games in Texas in Grand Prairie Stadium, which is 15 minutes outside of Dallas. And then they're playing in Morrisville, North Carolina. And uh, they've started in Texas and now they've moved to North Carolina and then they're going back to finish in Texas. So apart from all the overseas players that are there, and there's lots, there's Marcus Stoinis, Corey Anderson, Adam Zampa, um, Enric Norkia, Marco Janssen, some big names over there, but each team also has to field five local players in each 11 and 10 in the squad. So we'll see some American cricket stars emerge from Major League Cricket. All right, so now I'm going to catch up with Ben Dwarshus. Now, Ben Dwarshus is a star for the Sydney Sixers. He's won multiple Big Bash titles with the Sixers. He's now part of the Washington Freedom Squad, which has a high-performance partnership with Cricket New South Wales, and that's why there's a big New South Wales presence in the Washington Freedom Squad. Um, so Ben Dwarshus is part of that Freedom Squad. He's over in North Carolina. And let's catch up with him now. All right, I'm now joined by Ben Dwarshus, who is over in the States playing for the Washington Freedom. Ben, welcome to the show. Where are are you in the States at the moment? Playing cricket. (laughs) Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're over in uh, Raleigh in North Carolina. Um, That's a, a beautiful part of the world and um enjoying enjoying what it's got to offer so far excellent so uh the tournament started in texas tell me what what was it like um how surreal was it sort of playing professional cricket in in texas yeah it was it was um it was great to see um you know the amount of people there i think it was a game against um the texas super kings um couple thousand people there in the middle of the day it was about 40 odd degrees um <laughs> great to see a couple of thousand people there cheering on um and by the looks of it having a great time so um it's a good sign that cricket in america is is there to be um enjoyed and um there's plenty of people who are coming along and watching so that's always a good sign Oh, fantastic so so what's the setup like there's six teams you all sort of staying together uh, we were all a little bit split up while we we're in uh, Dallas. Um, I think there's still a couple of teams left in Dallas, uh, maybe arriving today or tomorrow. But as far as I know, all six teams are going to be staying together uh, here in North Carolina. Excellent. And I mean, is I know there's a lot of expats going to the games, um, but you know, is, is there a sort of do sort of do you think the locals sort of know what's going on, or, or do they sort of look at it with a bit of you know sort of I don't know bewilderment? Uh, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Um, yeah, there's a few a few local guys who we've spoken to that are excited that we're that it's cricket's coming to their country and they get an opportunity to watch some of the world class players go about their work. Uh, and then you also have a few conversations with guys that. Um, aren't too sure what cricket is, and you have to spend a few minutes explaining explaining the basic rules of cricket. But yeah, that's that's all part of it, and you know we're looking to expand the game and and tap into a new demographic. So 
um, you know, a couple of conversations to explain what's going on is, is worth our time. Yeah. I mean, this must be so exciting for you, you know, um, you know, such a, a good T20 cricketer that a league like this is emerging. Uh, I mean, I guess you probably never thought you'd be playing cricket in the States. No, definitely. I, you know, it was sort of one of the, a country that I've always wanted to to visit on a holiday and get to play a few rounds of golf and, and stuff like that. But I never thought that I'd be able to have the the luxury of doing that via a, via a cricket tournament. So, um, you know, there's plenty of leagues popping up all over the world. And I think this is one of the, the most exciting ones. You've seen some pretty big buy-in from some IPL owners and, and the source of people that uh, know how to run tournaments and make things work. So um, I think this is going to be a, a pretty big tournament in years to come. Yeah, so you started in Texas. Tell me, did you get to sort of sample a bit of the local Texas cuisine? Uh, you know, they're famous for their barbecue, slow-cooked meat. Did you did you manage to get some of that? Yeah, there was definitely no shortage of food food on offer while we were in Texas. Um, yeah, plenty of slow-cooked meat and um, beef burgers and steaks and, and and all the works was was very popular amongst all the boys. Yeah, the, the ribs in Texas are pretty much next level. Yeah. Um so so at the ground outside Dallas, um I saw it was sort of an old converted baseball ground. It, it, about seven thousand people. Tell me what was the sort of pitch like? It was actually um the pitch played very nicely. I think um, you know, we saw scores ranging from, you know, a low of maybe one forty for teams batting first up to you know, I think there was two hundred and 15 scored there maybe last night or the night before. So um, the, the wicket played quite nicely, played a few tricks every now and then. But um, I think as a batting group, you could definitely trust what you were going to get on offer. You saw a lot of teams batting first and trying to set a total. So that's always a good sign that the wicket's going to be playing pretty nicely. Um, the ground as a whole was great as well. Possibly, you know, there's a few short pockets which help the scoring, but um yeah, you know, the bowler in me doesn't want to say this, but I think that high-scoring T20 cricket is is good for the game because that's what people want to see. They want to see balls flying into the crowd, and um, I think that was definitely on show in Dallas. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's still room. I saw Spencer Johnson. He bought like four overs, none for twenty odd, and his team conceded two hundred. So, thought, yeah. Um, now, I was sort of doing some reading, and each team has to play uh, field five local players and and six overseas players, and there's 10 local players in every squad. So, I mean, what are the American cricketers like in your squad? Actually, uh, you know, we've got some some very talented cricketers. We've got guys who have represented their country, um, both their country they grew up in, and also now they've come across to America and represented America. So we've got guys like Dane Pete who's played, I think, nine test matches for South Africa. Um, you know, he's shown his class already. And we've got other guys who have represented South Africa and Pakistan um, in our team as well. So um, the strength of the local guys has been has been really impressive. And, um, you know, I think our, our list in particular at the Freedom seem to be some of the strongest local guys in the comp. So we're really excited to be playing alongside those guys. And do they tell you much about what the facilities like are around the States for them to train? I can't imagine there's many nets like 
Now in Australia, there's nets in almost every park. I can't imagine it's the same in America. No, it's pretty. It's pretty limited from from what they've what they've spoken about. There's a couple of indoor centres where they where they end up doing most of their work, and then the um, you know even the even some of their games are played on synthetic wickets, but they they still do play on on the odd turf wicket. So um, you know, I guess yeah, hopefully this tournament's going to help you know progress the game of cricket along here, and they'll get the opportunity to to train and play more on, on better quality turf wickets and that'll only improve the, the standard of local players in this tournament for the years to come. Yeah, definitely. Um, I see it's a nice tight tournament. It's like 19 games played in two venues over just sort of just under three weeks. I mean, that's a very, you know, that must be a sort of very attractive prospect for players in and out like that. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, you see... You know some of the names that are at the tournament. Um, you know, I think that's the benefit of a of a shortened tournament like this. It can attract some some bigger names who are going to be available for the whole thing because there's no well, there's not no overlapping cricket, but there's not a lot of overlapping cricket because it's over so quickly. Um, so I think you know there's there's definitely some upsides to that, and yeah, the, the international talent here is world class, and I think that's a lot to do with the the sort of how quickly the tournament starts and finishes. Yeah, there's a few big dogs, uh, Faf Duplessis, Andre Russell, Stoinis, Trent Bolt, uh, Kieran Pollard. I mean, it's a star-studded lineup. I, I did see, though, that the games don't actually get full T20 status because it's an associate nation. Is that something the players sort of talk about? Uh, no, that's, that's actually the first time I've heard of that. So, um, you know, I think, you know, the players are just here to... To obviously improve their game and and perform the best that they can in in whatever whatever level of cricket it is everyone's trying to go out there and and win games because you know if you're performing well that's how you're going to continue getting picked to play in tournaments like this so um the, the status of the games you know isn't going to affect the the quality that you see out in the middle Oh, no, the standard looks really high. I mean, it's been really yeah. impressive. It's been on Fox here, so we've been able to watch all the games. And, um, you know, it's as good as T20 cricket as you'll see in the world. And I noticed in your team, you've got some handy fast bowlers, uh, Norkia and Marco Janssen in your team. Have you sort of picked their brains a bit, especially, I guess, Janssen? There's probably some overlap there being similar similar bowlers. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's great to, to come and, and work along guys like that and, you know, with Dale Stain leading the way as our bowling coach as well, it's a nice little South African wow. trio there to sort of feed into and and try and develop from. So, um, yeah, we've had a, a couple of net sessions. It's sort of been a little bit limited with the amount of availability to to nets while the games are going on. It's sort of only been able to happen at the at the ground. So it's been a little bit limited there. But, um, yeah, been able to have a few conversations with, with Marco during those sessions and, and also out on the golf course. So, um, yeah, still just trying to learn as much as I can while I have the opportunity to speak to guys like that. Definitely. Now, there's a, there's a little riddle going on here. We're trying to work out in Australia what Zampa's 420 means on his shirt. <laughs> now, I wonder if you can clear this up. I've heard a couple of theories. One, um, 
it's to do with him bowling pies, you know, four and 20 pies. <laughs> the other one is it's the National Weed Day. And in America, it's basically legal in a lot of states, not in Texas. Do you know what the 420 means? Does Zampa let anyone know? Uh, I haven't spoken to him and I, I don't actually have an answer. There's been, as you said, a little bit of speculation. And, and as far as I know, that's all it is. We play them tomorrow night. So I might have to pull him aside and, and get to ask the bottom him of what it. the meaning is. Yeah, yeah. He, he um yeah he got smashed the other night so he'll probably use it as pies but um <laughs> Ben I just just stepping back a bit you know we met a, a couple of years ago at Dremoyne Oval just after your major back surgery that's probably what three years ago now yeah yeah a little over three years yeah yeah and you know I was really pleased to see that you know last summer you made your first class debut for New South Wales you know you played six first class matches I mean I guess how satisfying was it for you you know to be able to get through that surgery to a point where you can play first-class cricket, which is, you know, a big step up from, say, you know, T20 cricket where it's four overs on your body. Yeah, I guess that was, you know, when we first sat down with the physio and the doctors at Cricket New South Wales and sort of discussed the surgery as an option, um, one of the main outcomes was that, you know, I wanted to get to play first-class cricket um, and, where my body was at before the surgery, we didn't think that was you know, probably ever going to be a possibility. So um, that sort of was a main drive in in having the surgery in the first place. So to to be able to a couple of years later, you know, actually achieve that goal and and be able to represent my state and and get a baggy blue and uh, and go through all of that, it was a surreal experience and and something that I'll, I'll always treasure and. Um, yeah, as I said, I'm not sure if, you know, if we went down a different route and didn't go the surgery, I don't think I would have got there. Yeah. And I mean, I know it was a challenging season for New South Wales, but it must've been, what was it like playing, you know, first class cricket and how do you think you went? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I love the challenge of four day cricket. I've had little taste of it every now and then, um, you know, growing up, coming through, playing a little bit of Futures League cricket and second eleven cricket. So a um, little taste and I knew that I loved the, the challenge of actually trying to work batters out and having to earn the wickets rather than, you know, in the shorter form, knowing that there's a, a time pressure for the batters to have to play shots and using that to your advantage. So, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a great year, but... Um, on a personal level, I was I was pretty pleased with how I went. I think um, my pre-Big Bash form was probably a little bit better than, than post-Big Bash, but um, you know, my first season of, of trying to play three formats, um, body was starting to get a little bit tired and run down. So I know that next year I'll have a better idea of what I'm going to need to do to be able to, to continue performing well for hopefully a full 10 games. Yeah, Greg Shippard said at the New South Wales Cricket Awards that, you know, although New South Wales didn't win a game, he did see signs towards the end of the, the summer of just a, a slight turning of the corner and improvement. I mean, you know, I guess what was it the feeling like in the squad about that season? Um, because it must have been, you know, there was a lot of pressure coming from outside ex-players. You know, how, how did the group sort of deal with a winless season? Uh, yeah, look, it was it was obviously hard, and it was you know it was tough seeing you know guys like Jakey 
um, you know, lose his job because we weren't performing well. You know, KP um, not skippering that last game was also tough to see. So there was, um, yeah, there was a little bit of angst amongst the group. And, um, yeah, at the end of the day, you're putting 11 highly competitive males out onto the field that are all going out there trying to win a game. So any time that doesn't happen, there's going to be disappointment. But, um, yeah, Shippy made a really nice point that, you know, there were signs of improvement. You saw, you know, Jack Edwards score 100 in the last game. Ryan Hackney came in, opened the batting, looked really nice against, you know, a quality fast bowling attack at, down there at South Australia. Um, you know, there were signs throughout the whole year with the ball. I think, you know, we've got a pretty pretty solid group of fast bowlers, you know, led by Sean Abbott, who's, you know, everyone knows what he's capable of. And then, you know, young guys like Liam Hatcher and Ryan Hadley coming through and, and putting the pressure on, on the guys that are in the team and making them perform. So there was definitely some positive signs there. Um, but we know we've got to tidy up a few areas. We need to, um, you know, our catching was probably one thing that was really below par that we normally hold ourselves to a high standard. So, um, yeah, we'll, We've had a few a few work ons throughout the off season, and um, Shippy's a big one for repetition and making sure that you're nailing your basics. So, um, you know, the chances for him to have a, a full preseason with the group and uh, promote that development, I think you'll hopefully see some some better results on the field this year. Absolutely, um, and and with the sort of baggy blue and playing for New South Wales, I mean, how how much of a priority is that for you? I know there's a lot of you know talk that perhaps these T Twenty franchises will start to offer contracts to players. I know Daniel Sams didn't take a, a contract with New South Wales to pursue those opportunities. Sort of whereabouts in your priorities to sort of first class cricket sit? I mean, personally, for me, it's it's still um, you know sits at the top of the tree. Um, you know, I'm still, you know, always thinking about how I can maximize my bowling to be able to be available for as many first class cricket games as I can throughout the year. So, um, you know, I'm 29 years old and the, the dream of representing my country in that format is, you know, it's slowly expiring, but I've, I'm still holding on to that. And that's still a big driver for me to, um, continue to play and, um, you know, a couple of years of, of good performances and you never know where you can end up. So um, definitely for me at the moment, it's still still a massive target for me is to continue to play as much four-day cricket as I can, um, represent New South Wales there and in one-day cricket. And then during the off-season is the opportunity to try and develop the T20 side of the game around the world if, if opportunities present themselves. Well, I know a lot of former players will be thrilled to hear that. Um, I think there was a feeling from some, even Justin Langer, I heard mention it, that he thinks that some young players just chase the T20 cash. So, yeah, great to hear. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Um, great to hear from you. Best of luck taking cricket to America. I mean, this is historic stuff, the first ever Major League cricket. Enjoy the rest of it, and hopefully the Washington Freedom can be the inaugural champions. Yeah, thank you for including me and the young players there. That's that's very nice of you. And yeah, <laughs> we've got we've got a solid team. So hopefully we can get a couple more wins, make our way into finals, and then you never know what could happen from there. So thanks for having me on, Andrew.
Oh, great stuff there from Ben Dwarshus, and thanks very much to the Washington Freedom for making him available. Well, don't forget to rate and review the podcast, share the podcast with all your cricket-loving friends, and we'll be back with our Ashes wraps right throughout the fourth and fifth tests. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network.